The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Never say never. We want you to live your dreams. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power at Star Style. Be the star you are. A program with positive book talk. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches here on the airwaves with you every week. We know you have a plan for your life and you've set your goals and you know where you want to go. And there's always detours on this road called life, and that's where we come in to be your guides. We're going to help you kind of ignite that power and shoot for the stars, and we have you on our radar. The miracle moment for today is by Virgil. Fortune favors those who dare. And then I have a second miracle moment by Confucius. I thought they were kind of similar. (laughs) When you see a good man, think of emulating him. When you see a bad man... Examine your own heart. Hmm. Mm. Something to think about. And Miracle Moment is sponsored by Express Yourself Radio Program. We'll be coming to you live in September for a live broadcast. If you would be interested in sponsoring Be The Star You Are booth at the Pear and Wine Festival, please get in contact. 925-376-7126 or go to... Info at be the star you are dot org. Well, we have a very power packed show lined up for you once again this week. Coming right up in Health Matters, Heather is going to be sharing the facts and preventions and signs for skin cancer. And in our final segment, I'm going to explore the pharmaceutical industry to see what may be polluting our planet. And in segment two, we're going to the other side once again with renowned clairvoyant. Claire Audient and Claire Sentient Psychic Medium Christy Robinette, and she's going to discuss the recent Colorado theater shootings by James Holmes and find out what really is in the soul of a killer. So, a very interesting hour for you. We want you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and enjoy this hour of power. Well, skin cancers. 
They include melanomas, basal cell carcinomas, uh, a squamous cell carcinoma, and they're all on the rise. They often start as just little small changes to your skin, and they could be new growth, so they could be a precancerous lesion, but changes that are not cancer could become cancer over time. And it's estimated that 40 to 50% of fair-skinned people who live to be at least 65 are going to develop one type of skin cancer during their left lifetime. So our resident health professional, Heather Brittany in Health Matters, is going to show us how to spot uh, early warning signs and how to prevent it. And we're just going to discuss this since it is summer in the city and in the country and skin cancer is on the rise. So Heather, um, how, what, first of all, maybe we should start with what is a skin cancer and then let's get to how do we spot it. Is it just a freckle? What is it? Well, you know, you touched on there's various levels just with all cancer. And, and something I think a lot of people don't realize, because the word cancer is scary, it's big, um, it's part of our vocabulary. And a lot of times we have charities for it and we do walks, we do runs, um, but rarely do we focus on skin cancer, um, which affects both men and women equally. You know, we think of prostate or colon or breast cancer, and skin cancer is actually the most uh, common form of cancer in the United States. Um, which is something that, you know, a lot of people don't really think of. And, and something, too, each year skin cancer combined, um, is more people are diagnosed with skin cancer each year than combined for breast cancer, colon cancer, um, prostate cancer. So that's in total. And 90% of us are non-melanoma cancer, um, which is associated most with UV exposure, which is ultraviolet, which is caused from the sun. Um, Again, you know, the big thing with this, with sun exposure, and, and some people, you know, are more at risk of it. One thing with this cancer is that, um, for the most part, it isn't an inherited cancer. It isn't something, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I come from a long line. Uh, breast cancer is really common in my family. You know, I'm, I'm at my, my risk is such and such higher. When it comes to skin cancer, um, just because a family member had it, you're at a very low risk of um, inheriting something like 5%, and that's really the only way it's due to a pigment mutation. Hence, if you had um, parents that, you know, were albino or they lacked um, a particular um, genome that, you know, would cause them to be more at risk for that. However, based on your heritage, could put you, if you are more fair-skinned, for example, Irish, that, you know, have, um, tend to burn more easily. And as we know, um, burning is, is something that can eventually cause because we are upsetting um, our skin, the pigment in our skin, and that puts us at higher risk. Again, with any kind of burning, um, I know both my brother and my boyfriend, it must be a fire, they're both firemen, must be uh, some fireman thing, of uh, being in the sun that they refuse to wear um, sunscreen and always and have this sort of backward um, ideology that burn turns to tan, which is true eventually after the healing, but they go through that horrible thing. And, and actually, every time you burn your skin, you're increasing your risk of skin cancer, of picking a risk of, um, you know, freckles and moles mutating. And just as you tell So basically, um, no matter what, you really want to, even if you want to get tan, you need to put that SPF on, right? You, yeah, you have I'm, to, you have to do it slowly if you want to get tan. The vitamin exactly. D is good, but not a burn. Exactly. And I am, 
I'm one of those people. I put, um, you know, I put SPF on, SPF on every day. And there's, especially for women, there's a lot of ways to cheat. It doesn't matter if you live in sunny tropical weather or if you are in foggy Oregon. It's, you are still being exposed to sun every day. Just if you think of those ever those days that are so cloudy out, but it's bright, you know, it burns your eyes almost. You always want to be wearing SPF. You're always exposed to it, and you know, even unless you only go out at night. Anytime you're in the day, wear SPF. For women, there's ways of cheating it. They, a lot of times now they make, you know, non-greasy, non-oily um, face uh, face lotion that carries SPF, as well as they make many makeups and lip glosses and, and things like that. You know, I was going to say that I really think that almost all, I mean, I, I not obviously not all, but a huge percentage of creams and makeups now have SPF in it. It seems like every time I'm looking at anything at a cosmetic counter, it says containing SPF and there's a certain number on it. So yeah, 15 and, is like the minimum we're supposed to wear. Yeah, so and that's something I know I've been bad about before that I'll put on SPF 4 and that oil. It really isn't doing too much. Um, you really say the minimum is SPF 15. And something... Um, you know, to consider, too, what sounds crazy, but when it comes to um, putting on, you know, putting on your, your sunscreen for every day, you should be applying one ounce, that's um, about two tablespoons, about the size of a shot glass, or, and a complete, just think of that, that's a lot of lotion, a complete ounce, a shot glass full of lotion of SPF every 30 minutes. If let's say you're going to the pool or the beach. Um, I can't imagine doing sun. that. Do you think anybody's doing that? That yeah, That's really so, a lot. <laughs> and really, you know, that's that's the big thing. Um, and that's actually what was been in the news recently is how um, um, they have until December of this year, 2012, um, to rewrite their labels, but um, there was a big lawsuit and big, the FDA and, you know, the, the people that look over all this stuff came against um, sunscreen manufacturers because the claims of, you know, last 24 hours or that it's sweatproof and it's waterproof, and they've come to say that those are not true claims. They can be more water resistant, or they, but really people need to be putting it on every 30 minutes, even if something sinks. So they've had to change their thing to say broad spectrum, and that, that it's water resistant, that it's going in the pool, it's a, you know, this, this particular one um, is guaranteed, you know, to last longer than one that isn't, but they can no longer make those claims that it lasts 24 hours, that it's waterproof, that it's sweatproof. That's a good rule because we get misled. We get, we get misled by advertising. You know, um, I wanted to, you know, I think pretty much most people know that we have to wear SPF and especially, you know, a minimum of 15 and 30 is probably better, especially if you're fair skinned. But I'd like to talk about how do we spot kin, uh, skin cancers because so many people, you know, they think that they get a pimple and it's bleeding and it's not healing and it's just a pimple. But the reality is, is that that could be the most common type of skin cancer, was it, which is that basal cell carcinoma. And it can just be a little patch or a sore or a bump. And it's yeah. often red or white. And there's frequently... Um, it's frequent, you know, almost all of these are frequently on sun exposed spots like your face, your neck, your ears, exactly. your and, arms. And that's something too. Not every mole or every freckle or every 
spot on your body is cancerous at all. A lot of times you don't really, you won't really know until they can get in and either remove it or go into your dermatologist. The biggest thing we, we touched touched on it on shows before, is if you have the ability of going to your dermatologist, having them look at your molds, tell you what they think. Um, the biggest thing with today's technology, removing them oftentimes is that the scar, if even a scar will be much smaller um, or the same size um, than what the mole was previously. And, and sometimes people say, oh, you know what, I don't want a, a little mark on my face. And, well, you also don't want cancer on your face. So weigh out the goods and the bads. Something, too, um, what I've had before, I've gone because I had ones I was curious about that my doctor said, you know, those they, those look fine if you want, if you necessarily want them off, we can, but if they look, what they recommended is take a Polaroid or take, you know, a camera phone picture. If there's spots you can't reach, you know, have someone you to take pictures of your body and then monitor it to them so that, you know, a year from now, look back at the same pictures and you can see if there's been growth or there's been change, discoloration, you know, if things have turned red, um, if they're, you know, black. I mean, there's there's so many different looks and forms. And what people know is when things go untouched for a while, they can actually, it can spread to about, like all cancers, um, it can start in a small, you know, localized, one central area, and without treatment, you know, the, it can spread throughout your whole body. So, be really, you know, it's up to you to monitor your health. Well, and we should mention that it's melanoma that is the most dangerous and life-threatening of the cancers, and that one is typically, it's sort of a brownish-black mole uh, but it can also be other colors, and what you're looking for is like this spot that is asymmetrical. It's not round, you know. It's sort of, um, it might be bumpy, uneven, and have these borders that are weird. And as you said, if you are just checking it yourself, take pictures because when something changes in size, shape, or elevation, that could be an indication of cancer. And if you've had cancer before, you definitely want to get scanned or screened by your uh, doctor, your dermatologist every three months. And uh, if you've never had it, at least get checked once a year. You know, Heather, I also said, I think I told um, last week I was talking about from the inside out, and people don't know this, but I thought I'd just share it again since this is on skin cancer, is that tomatoes, if you eat tomatoes, especially if you grill them or heat them up, that it has been proven in a study at Newcastle University in England that volunteers who ate a quarter cup of cooked tomatoes, that could be tomato paste, pasta pa- pasta sauce, etc., every day increased their skin's resistance to UV rays by 33%. It's the, the lycopene. Wow. Isn't that something? It's an antioxidant, and it said that it, the tomatoes, that's what gives the tomatoes that, you know, their red hue. And the fact, it's like an interior SPF. And then if you've already, and that tomatoes help prevent skin cancer. If you've already had skin cancer, there's other studies that show by eating your leafy green vegetables, uh, such as spinach, lettuce, arugula, things that we all love, uh, they have found that uh, people who ate these were less likely to get a recurrence and uh, than those who never ate greens. So I thought that was kind of a good thing to know. So it kind of gets back to eat healthy besides wearing your SPF and, you know, being moderate in sunshine. And what about tanning beds? Stay away from Yeah, no, beds. and that's something really interesting. A lot of people say, oh, you know, well, it must be safer 
with um, tanning beds. And actually, they've regulated now that no one under 18 should be using tanning beds anymore. And just after four uses, four times. Now, those people, you know, they go four times a week. And for years, just four times, just four times your entire lifetime has already increased your chance of receiving skin cancer by 11%. So Wow, that's huge. It's a huge amount, and they do these things that are called photofacials where they can show you in a UV light the damage that's been done to your skin, and it's, a, it's, ugh, it's horrifying and crazy. Well, I, you know, look like. I, know, I know people who regularly use tanning beds, and of the people I know who have regularly used them, every one of them have, has had skin cancers removed. So with that, we have to wind it up. Give us a final thought. Yeah, my final last thing is, again, you have three layers of your skin, the epidermis, dermis, and fat, and the most important, your outer layer is that epidermis, which we want to keep beautiful, keep healthy, so wear SPS every day, every day, guys. And speaking of the garden, if you get happen to miss a couple spots and get some burns, a very inexpensive, very soothing, wonderful thing is have an aloe tree or get some ball of fresh aloe and soothe it on your burns. Not only will that help, um, you know, help heal the burn faster, but it will actually help maintain it to help process into a tan and help darken your skin so you won't be left with any scarring. And I just want to add that if you are diagnosed with a skin cancer, don't freak out. It can be treated. Most skin cancers can be 100% cured when they're found and treated early. So diagnosis and treatment are essential. When we return from break, we're going to go inside the soul of a killer when renowned clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudience psychic medium Christy Robinette comes to discuss the recent Colorado theater shootings by James Holmes, as well as we're just going to talk in generalities about the psychic world and what it's like on the other side of the veil. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information, visit btsya.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. 
and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. You'll find all you need. Thank you so much for staying with us here on World Talk Radio, where Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brings you the authors, the experts that enhance your life and just make everything better for you. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I'm always so happy to be your guide on the side. Well, Christy Robinette is often called the abnormally normal psychic. I think it's because she is a glitter girl and she is fun. She is an internationally acclaimed psychic medium and paranormal investigator. She volunteers her time assisting law enforcement agencies with investigations that involve missing persons, murder, suicide, arson, and you know other criminal activities. She's worked on several haunting cases with paranormal teams throughout the U.S., and she has earned a very solid reputation for spirit releases. When the horrific Colorado theater massacre occurred recently, Christy commented on the state of the soul of James Holmes. She's with us today to talk about the paranormal and the power it holds. Welcome, Glitter Girl, Christy, to Star Style. I'll be the star you are. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm delighted. I think we would be, you know, we'd be two sisters. What is it, two bodies, one soul? Because... I'm very glittery and sparkly and star shiny and all of that. And that's what this show is all about, is being the star you are. So first of all, maybe you could explain uh, to our listeners what it really means, Christy, to be a clairvoyant, a clairaudient, and a clairsentient, as well as psychic and medium. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, It is a lot. It's a big mouthful. And I'm sure people are going to say, wait a minute, what is all that? (laughs) Um. Everybody has a psychic ability, and I firmly believe that I am no more gifted than anybody else that has that psychic ability, but I think everybody has a specialty, and that is what all the different clairs, how they come into focus. Uh, clairvoyance is clear seeing. Um, the, the clair represents the clear, and so there's clear seeing, there's clear knowing, there's clear sensing, there's clear smelling, there's clear, um, I'm missing two of them, clear uh, tasting, and I pretty much am cursed with all the clairs. So I can, if I go into a room and there's a spirit, I can see the spirit, I can sense the spirit, I can smell the spirit if they wore perfume or they smoke cigarettes. And I can also have that telepathy with them as they speak to me. 
So okay, that's I, really that's really that must be very jarring to walk into a room because aren't spirits all around us all the time or just some of the time? No, pretty much all of the time. Yeah, I'm I'm real fun. So you must be on overload. Yeah, I am. I have I visualize it as a as a radio knob, and I turn it down as much as I possibly can, so I can have a normal life. Because otherwise, I would probably be in a padded room, and then there would still be spirits with me. So, what, now did, did you know this as a child as well? I mean, were you? Maybe you didn't know what exactly it was, but were you able to see and feel and hear and smell? It, even as a little girl, or was it something that developed over time? No, I I was born this way. I my first sounds like Gaga. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Really, she stole my theme. Um, my first notable experience was when I was about three years old, and I had a spirit that came through to me in from the other side, who was my great grandmother, and told me that my grandmother, that my mother's mom, was going to pass away, and that I needed to forewarn her so that she would be prepared. So all of three years old, without a filter, that's what I did. Is I told my mom, Grandma's going to die, and I ended up getting a spanking, which we obviously, we learn, it's a learned behavior that you get a spanking, you realize that that's something bad. So I instantly put together that talking to spirits, it wasn't necessarily about death, but just talking to spirits, that that was something that was negative. And I felt awful when six months later my grandmother passed away, And my family looked at me a little bit more strange when uh, the premonitions that I was having, that the things that I was telling them were starting to come to fruition. So they decided at the age of four that maybe I was just an over-imaginative child, which I am, I am, you know, we all have an imagination. Well, Um, you know, yeah, I do think, you know, that an imagination is a really positive, good thing to have. You, You just have an extra gift. Yeah, but my parents were very religious, so they didn't think that that was, you know, I'm I'm predicting death and doom and gloom. So right. they put so me that's into school. Dangerous. Yeah, so they put me into school thinking that they would be able to get, you know, that some god in me and hope to get whatever demons that I had in me. I'm I'm being a little bit dramatic there, but get whatever I was focusing in on out of me and it didn't work. Um, this is how I've been all my life. Um, I make no apologies for it anymore. I did for several, several years. But there's we coexist with spirits. And I think that it actually is a very comforting thing when you lost somebody to know that they're not locked up in a different plane somewhere far, far away. They're right there with us. So when they, when people that you love die, they're actually still with you. I mean, this whole idea of heaven, hell, purgatory, whether they exist or not, the spirits are still, still around us no matter what. I find that comforting. It is. It, there, it really does depend on the circumstances, though. Unfortunately, it, it's not so black and white and cut and dry like that. It depends upon how the passing was and if they feel as if they are worthy enough to cross over, and that's where we get the hauntings and the paranormal activity because it's people that might have thought that they've done something wrong or they had a tragic passing, and they're a little bit confused or they don't want to leave their family, and they don't go into the light and they don't go to the other side. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, Christy, because 
I, I, I only want to touch on James Holmes and the Colorado Killer because I feel that what you, the other, uh, you know, what you have to talk about as far as other hauntings, and I'd like to talk about some of the investigations that you do. But in this case of uh, James Holmes, you were you had said that when you looked into the soul of Colorado Killer James Holmes, you saw low vibrational soulless energy. And someone who knew exactly what he was doing, but he was a cold-blooded killer who massacred and probably was going to do it again. Did those images just come to you, or did that come? Did that come from people who he had, he who had murdered, who actually you were able to connect with? Uh, that that night that it had happened, I. I'm, I often have premonitions or I have the visions as it's happening. So oftentimes I will see a killing happen, not know who it, the killer is or who is being murdered. And that same night I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, my time, which would have been 12.30, Colorado's time, pretty much in tears and screaming and all I saw was blood and people racing out of a large building. I had no idea what that was. Oh my God, gives me chills. How, did you wake yeah, up? It was scary. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you, but and I want to hear the rest of the story. But when these, when you have these premonitions or these apparitions or feelings, the minute it's happening, isn't this frightening for you? Because is there anything you can do about it, or nothing? You just have to experience it. I just pretty much have to experience it. Thankfully, I've got a very comforting husband who, you know, will calm me down, and oftentimes he doesn't know what's going on. I'll talk it through with him, and, you know, I have a dream journal, and I'll write things in there, but I pretty much, and why, and I get this question a lot, why me, why somebody else, why do we have to see the pain and the suffering, and I think that a lot of times what it is, and I know I'm going a little bit off topic, but I think that what it is is maybe I am supposed to help those cross over and be that comfort to them. So I did not were you able them. to help the people in this James Holmes situation, or did that did they not come to you? Tell me how that worked. I honestly, I didn't want to take advantage of the situation, and I have not contacted or attempted to contact those. I think that their families and them, them themselves still have to grieve the situation, and I think that that, for me to say I want to contact somebody that passed away and that it's just too raw and it's too soon, and I don't want to be the person that is going on media and saying this person hasn't crossed over and I need to help this person. It's just not my way. I Got much it. Rather okay. Just kind of screwy. I'd much rather go into the, the the killer, the profile of the killer, than to try to touch into the souls that have lost. Well, let's talk about the profile of the killer. I mean, this this to me is just an absolutely heinous act. I, I, you know, as a sane person, I can't imagine anyone doing this, but I feel that it was completely, you know, I have no experience, but it seems like this was totally premeditated. He doesn't seem insane to me. He seems brilliant. He just seems like he wants to, wanted to kill people. Maybe make a name for himself in the negativity. What do you feel? What, what do you see, see in the soul of a killer? I completely agree. I, I wrote my my profile the night that it had happened. So I a lot of things that I had written 
are now coming out into the media, the profile that I've written. So there is some validation, and I don't need the pat on the back. But what I see is I don't think that he's insane. I think it was very premeditated, and I do not think that that was the only thing that he had planned to do. I think that he really honestly thought he was going to get away with it, and he was going to continuously do something somewhere else. And I really honestly think that he was going to do things previous to that, but he chickened out. And... um He's, he's emotionally detached, we, and we view that, you know, when we look at what's on the media. He's been depressed most of his life, and I think that he's always felt that he was a failure. And so he withdrew within his mind and sort of made friends with, and I, I don't want to blame the videos and the movies and such and books, but I believe that that was his only friend, and he sort of created himself into a villain character as he perused all of, you know, Batman, and, and I think there is others. That and I, But, you know, I agree with you here. I mean, this is why we have this radio show, because it's about positive media, bringing positive people and positive viewpoints on, is that there is so much negativity out there, and there's so much violence and crime, and and it is portrayed as glamorous in in books, in movies, in videos, in video games, and it's like you know whatever goes into our brain, this is going to come out if we if we feed ourselves enough junk food, we are going to get fat and sick, and this is it's this is what it seems like his profile is, and the profile of many people who do things like this that they are just emotionally, spiritually bankrupt. They're detached. And our brains work as a recorder. So if we're constantly connecting with something that's negative, we become a negative person and we lose that consciousness of what is right or wrong. And that's why I see him as soulless. I think we all have different vibrations and there's higher vibrational people. And those are the ones that we typically want to hang out with. He was a low vibrational person, and that's one reason why he didn't have friends, and he wasn't connecting with with his siblings, and he wasn't connecting with his parents even, and why he tried to escape from that, because it's hard to be around somebody who's like an electric eel. Mm. You know, it's just, you don't want to. It's If you've ever seen or been in a room with somebody, you can't even look them in their eyes, and you don't know why. You don't know them. You just are not vibrationally aligned and this is what this individual was well let's talk about vibration because i know for me i am just you know i am my middle name is energy but it's positive energy and i really absolutely refuse to be around negative down Mm -hmm. people and it's you know in acting i know you've been in entertainment business they always say that it's so much easier to bring somebody up if you can't when you have a depressed i mean bring somebody down than bring somebody up so you have a depressed actor it's really hard to get them to uh (laughs) to emote where the other way around you know if you're too big in a scene you can you can direct to come down but i just find that people who are so um negative they i don't know what it is they emit something to me that just prickles my skin and i have to get away from them so this is is that what are we talking is that a vibration that i'm getting then It is. The energy and the vibration are very, very similar in nature. So that's what you're picking up on. It's it's sort of an unheard sonar that you're sensing. And that would actually make you empathic, you know, somebody who's an empath and who can feel energy. And a lot of people that are like that, they want to be, they want to hang out with those that are as high energy as possible because if you're in a room with someone who's crying and depressed and sad, you then become that. 
sad, depressed, angry person that, and then you sort of lose your own identity because you're not really that way, but that's what you're sensing from everybody else. Got it. Got it. We're speaking with Christy Robinette. She is a psychic medium, uh, clairsentient, clairvoyant, all the different clairs. Her website is tangledwishes.com. She is also the author of a couple books and she works, she volunteers her time with police forces and investigations. Could we talk about some of these? Because, of course, you know, I think in the last few years, there's been a lot of television shows like Medium and and then, you know, the movie Sixth Sense and all of this. So I think people are becoming a little bit more aware that there there could be something more out there. They're opening their minds to it, it, it I hope. And it's so refreshing, yeah. It's, isn't it wonderful? I mean, for me, I really like it. When you said that, you know, you see sometimes you are able to predict things. I mean, not, I'm not like that, but I did one time when my dad was rather sick. I just knew the day he was going to die. Uh-huh. I just knew it, and he did. He died on that day, and my family thought I was crazy. But it just kept coming to me. It kept coming to me, and I just prepared him for that day. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was really, it was very strange, but, but it was, you know, it was powerful and the same thing. But anyway, um, when, when we talk about some, tell me about the investigations. What are the kinds of things that you help law enforcement with? I believe that I'm a tool to law enforcement. So I do not ever believe, and if, if any medium tells you that, I will debate it with them in the face, um, to the death that no medium or psychic will ever be the one that solves the crime because it's law enforcement that actually spends hours upon hours of, you know, helping helping solve these crimes. So what I technically am, I'm sort of like a canine dog. I'm one of the canine units just used in a different sense. So and you're using I, your smell, your clairsentient, your, you're using your senses again to get right. a clue. Is that kind of it? Yeah, to give them a little bit of a different take on cases, especially cold cases. They'll, they'll email me or they'll give me a call and say, I've got a cold case, Christy. Can you give me anything, any vision, any sense of what you're getting that we may be able to look at that's a little bit different or even a file that we may be able to look into? Now, all law, law enforcement are not still on board with this. I was just going to ask that. Is it is this becoming more prevalent? Because especially when you get you know get to a dead end, I would think if I was a family member, I would want to use absolutely any tool available to me, just as you would if you had a family member who was ill, just to help you solve the case. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is, there's a lot of psychic mediums out there who take advantage of. People in desperate situations, and they even they might ask for a lot of money, or they ask for the notoriety, and that's the one thing that's really you know it always somebody's always there to give this a bad name. There's always a bad apple that's in the bunch. So there are a lot of detectives out there that are very skeptic because when there's a high media case, the first thing that ends up happening is 50 psychics are calling them and saying, I know where it is. And they'll say, he's by water. Or she's, oh, you know, in the that's, water. I didn't realize that. That is, that's, you know, I mean, that is, that's sort of like the hocus pocus, isn't it? It is. And the thing is, is these, these detectives have to go through every single clue that's called in every single tip 
that they're given. So a lot of times it's wasted energy and wasted time. So they've become jaded over the years even, and I think that some of the shows have actually, it hasn't helped it. It's actually made it worse. It's accentuated it because people think they're psychic, you know, in the realm of being able to be a psychic detective. And it's not glamour, believe you me. I've gone through fields in 100-plus temperatures looking for dead bodies and with bugs and snakes and spiders and everything. And it's not a glamorous job at all. So when when you do sense something, could you? I don't want you to give away anything that you're not allowed to talk about. But could you give us an idea of what happens with you? Do you do you just get a hunch? Do you get a feeling? Do you get a smell? All of the above, or can you point to the dirt and go, "It's you know, he or she's buried there." What happens? What really happens for you? I pretty much can point to the dirt and say that this is where they are. Um, what and how do, accurate has that been? Um, the, the police departments have said that I'm about 93% accurate. So that's pretty accurate. That's um, really that's really amazing. And wh- yeah. how do you feel after you have identified something like this? Do you have to have like a cleansing for yourself? Or is there anything, any kind of ritual you go through personally just so that you're not intaking any... I don't, any negative energy, I suppose, or the sadness or... I I think that there's always going to be some residual sadness connected to it because I overwhelm myself with cases um, and, and I make sure that I only have so many so that I'm not overwhelmed in the sense of I make myself sick. But I do get involved personally with it. And and what happens is the spirit actually will talk to me just as if pretty much like Ghost Whisper or Medium, they'll, the shows, those are pretty accurate with how I speak with spirit. And they tell me, they flat out say, this is who killed me and this is where I am and this is where you're going to find me and this is the road where I'm at. And it's sort of like playing charades with them a lot of times. So it's more accurate than just saying I'm down a dirt road by a river. It's it's more like I'm down a dirt road, I see a fish, so the the street might be called fish, and they're showing me this colored house with this colored tree, and they're two feet from there. So Whoa. This, I pretty much That's, will make that is just feet. amazing, and we have to take a quick break, but I'm wondering, Christy, would you like to stay on for the next segment? Because I find this so fascinating, and I know our audience is too. So if sure. you have, do you have a little bit of time, uh, you know, uh, 10 more minutes or so? Absolutely. All right, wonderful. Well, we'll be right back with Christy Robinette, and her website is tangledwishes.com. She's a psychic medium, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to her a little bit about hauntings and just spirits that are around us, and is there anything as evil, because we all sometimes think that there might be. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to be right back. Christy, thank you for holding on, and we're going to be back with another intuitive session with Christy Robinette. Be the star you What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know what makes a successful partnership? Many myths exist about partnerships, especially in the area when one partner is more creative and the other is more business-oriented. In truth, what makes a successful partnership is finding someone who shares your common values but offers a different perspective. You don't want a clone of yourself, even though you may think so. It's important to have a partner who is an equal in talent, intelligence, and skill so that the division of labor and incentives will be fair and clear to all parties. Develop guidelines on how you want each day to progress as to avoid disagreements down the line. Keep your lines of communication open. Schedule regular pairing and meetings when you can work out any rough issues. Perhaps most importantly, make sure you have a drafted and workable succession and an exit plan so that your company can succeed and prosper after you no longer are part of it. Arguments are bound to happen no matter how well you plan your partnership. But when you respect one another's opinions, you can make your differences a key to your achievements. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. For more information on coaching for writing, acting, speaking, media, and more, contact StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, I do appreciate you staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I want to thank the various donors this week who sent in contributions to the Letters for Literacy program at Be the Star You Are charity. Be the Star You Are really appreciates that you who are sending donations are caring about reading and presenting positive message programming. If you'd like to make a donation for Letters for Literacy and the Be the Star You Are charity, go to btsya.com, click on PayPal, and that website, btsya.com, is created and maintained all by teen volunteers and many of who are on the sister network, Express Yourself, the teen radio show. Well, I'm going to next week, you'll have to just stay tuned because I am postponing what we were going to talk about with the personal care products that are poisoning our planet. And instead, we're going to continue our conversation with clairvoyant, Claire everything, medium and psychic, Christy Robinette, whose website is a tangle wishes, tangled with a D, wishes.com. Because she's just really fascinating. She donates her time 
to law enforcement to help with different kinds of killings and other disappearances, which are rather horrible. But she also deals with hauntings and really helps people, again, be the star they are, live a more more powerful life by knowing what's happening in the spirit world. So, Christy, thank you for staying with me. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you're really terrific, and you're just you're just so sweet. And I feel that you're very real. I love I love that about you. I guess I'm feeling your vibration, right? That would be <laughs> you're it. Feeling my vibration. I am. I am. Well, I would like to talk about good and evil because, again, as we were saying, for me, I only want to see the good. And I, when I look at people and look at situations, I really only look for the good but every once in a while I get this creepy crawly feeling like oh my gosh I got to get the heck out of here what do you think I'm feeling and what's happening when we get those kind of senses yeah that's that's the negative energy and I do believe that there's evil I, I think that in order to have good you have to have evil and bad there's balance in the world and if you didn't have that balance we would be off kilter so it's sort of like gravity and unfortunately, and it, it is, you know, difficult to make sure that you're staying away from the evil. And evil comes in all different forms from people to, you know, now I'm going to sound like I'm the Bible, but, you know, alcohol creates evil, liquor um, creates evil, drugs create evil. You know, there's all different things that can be evil. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's demonic entities that are walking around and possessing people or zombies that are, you know, walking around and creating havoc. It can be just as simple as fight between your neighbors. And the neighbors are are arguing and it's getting really, really negative. You're in your house thinking everything is hunky-dory, and all of a sudden you get this ugh feeling. That, that negative energy could actually be coming over to you, and you feel it. With all the foreclosures and the economic um, destruction that we've had over the last several years, that's why a lot of people aren't depressed. You know, and their so lives might be it doing It gets back great. to energy again. As we said at the top of the hour, that everything is energy. Now, we can't kill energy we can't we can't we can't you know destroy it we can only transform it or change it so talk to us about hauntings what are hauntings are they good are they bad are they mostly in old houses or buildings can they be anywhere what is a haunting Hauntings are typically something unusual that is happening that we cannot understand So it can be anything from a person's energy, energy again, a person's energy who passed away and that energy is still staying there. So it's still like bouncing like a ping pong ball. And it doesn't. When you say the energy though, in that case, are you just talking pure energy? Are you talking a spirit or a ghost or, or is there a difference? Yeah, normally you can, well, well, you can have pure energy that's staying there, that's bouncing back and forth. You can have an actual ghost that's there, or you can have a spirit or an angel or a spirit guide. There's so many different layers of, there's so many different layers of what a haunting can be. We, we always think negative, though, when we hear haunting, right? We always think, oh, there's some monster underneath. Yeah, I mean, I think house. Halloween, haunted houses, you know. Um, yes, if somebody said, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of my life, I would be scared. <laughs> 
And tip, and more than not, the the haunting is someone's grandmother that is just checking up on them from the other side, or they just had a new baby, and it's somebody from the other side connected to their family that just wants to protect and make sure that that child is okay. Um, it's typically not anybody that wants to harm anybody, but I think that we get so over the top with the television shows and all the paranormal shows that are on that we, we automatically go into a negative mindset of this must be bad because this is unexplained and there has to be a, a negative or a demonic entity that's in my house. Well, you just uh, kind of triggered something. What about, you know, when people say, I'm surrounding you with white light. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, because I always love that image. You know, if I if somebody's going on a long trip or something, it's like, oh, I'm surrounding you with white light. And I, I would never say to, something I'm ha- to someone I'm haunting you, I might say, you know, blessings to you. But you don't say hauntings to you. But what does that really mean? When you're saying you're surrounding with white light, what are what does that really mean? Is that you're just surrounding with positive energy or you're sending good spirits? What is what is it? White light is the highest level of energy that you can get. So if you look at even aura colors and the chakras, white light embraces every single chakra, every single aura color of all. So it's an it's an angelic light. So when they say that, I don't really think that they mean that they're saying they're sending you angels. But in a way, that is what they're saying. They're sending angels to watch over you and to surround you so that you stay safe. And angels, angels, spirits, all of this, can we just call them up? Like, for example... You um, you do coaching or you do um, what are they called readings? Will you do them? You do them over the phone or in person or mostly in person? Um, I do both. Energy is energy. So so energy like if you're doesn't. on the phone with somebody, can you see their guides? Can you see their spirits or feel them or smell them or how does that how does that work? I normally don't want to be sniffing them, but. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm just teasing you. Sorry. Um, yeah, they actually. Yeah, don't they be sniffing me today. It's hot here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no sniffing. No sniffing. No sniffing. Right. No, no, no. Um, normally, they stand in front of me when I do a phone reading. So I see their spirit guides. I'll see their loved ones, and it'll just be like an in-person reading. They stand next to me, and I give them the information. So to me, telephone and even email readings. When I do do them, I, I haven't been doing them for a while. They tend to be just the same i don't have a higher percentage of uh, you know of authenticity with one over the other it's all the same so do you have to is there something you have to do to prepare or for example like right now we're talking and i'm in california and where are you right now i'm in michigan okay you are in michigan all right because i know your books are are on um, hauntings and things in michigan so you're in michigan i'm in california so do you i mean can you see what's happening you know in the studio now or do you feel anything or do you have to actually go into some kind of a trance or a prayerful mood or is there something different that you have to do or can you just go anywhere and you'll see it whether you want it or not all of the well, the all of the above, except I don't go into a trance. I don't do channeling. So, and I'm not. A lot of people think that I'm a mind reader, and my kids would tell you right off the bat that they're very thankful that I'm not. Right, of course, so, of course. I'm yeah, not I'm a mind reader, <laughs> and I don't have like a crystal that makes me see everything. You know exactly that's there. I do know you've got two spirit guides that are around you, 
and your guys are really excited about some prospects that's going to be coming up in the next two months, and they're showing that at the end of this month that there is a new career opportunity that's still within your, your development. Like, it, it feels as if you've been trying to develop it over the last year, and they keep showing a pen in your hand, and they keep trying to get you to keep going. There's a creative outlet with it. So they're excited, and it just feels as if they're trying to really push you. And I do sense... I don't see him for some reason. It just might be because I'm not necess- I'm not in my uh, my office where I typically meditate. But I do sense both your father and I sense a grandmother that's around you in spirit. The grandmother feels connected to your mom though, and I feel as if they're both trying to help you in a in a guardianship type of a way, in a very positive way. There's I just your grandmother keeps throwing kisses at you. There's <laughs> it's almost like Shirley Temple feel to it, and she just keeps throwing kisses at you. So you've got some great people that are on the other side that surround and are around you, and they're really, really proud of you. Well, thank you. Well, that's that's so positive. And with that, I want to give out your website. And thank you for sharing my light and my my uh, my dad and my grandmother, my nanny. It's probably my nanny. My Italian nanny. <laughs> yeah, I love her. She's just like, mwah, mwah, mwah. She's doing that. <laughs> that, would like, be, okay, that would be nanny. She never really spoke English. She always thought she did. And um, so we just would speak Italian. But Christy Robinette, her website is Tangled Wishes. Tangled with a D, Wishes. And do you want to give out the name of your books? I know they specialize for Michigan. But why don't you do that before we have to run? Or should they just, people can just see them on your website, I guess. Sure, I've got Ghosts of Southeast Michigan, Michigan's Haunted Legends and more, and Messengers Between Worlds that will only be available this week because I just had a publisher buy it. Wonderful. Well, okay, that's awesome, and maybe that's what my my, uh, guides are telling me because I know I've been been trying to get another book going, so maybe I'm going to get a big publishing contract from from my lips to God's ears, right? There you go. <laughs> Christy, you are just delightful. Thank you so much for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And thank you for the help that you are giving to law enforcement and volunteering your time. Being the founder of a charity, I really believe in volunteering and donating of our time and energy. And, you know, it's it's really beautiful that you're doing this to help so many people. So from, from my heart to your heart, thank you for that. Thank you Christy so much. Robinette. TangledWishes.com. Make sure to make a visit. Thanks for sharing everything. Thank you to all of you that come here every week to listen to Star Style, Be the Star You Are with Heather Brittany and myself. We love being your guides on the side, although we are on this world very much, our feet on the floor. Visit StarStyleProductions.com. Make a donation at the charity, BeTheStarYouAre.org or BTSYA.com. And remember, our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know that you are already a star. And know that you can dream the dream and write the plan and become the person you were meant to be. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate today. And until next week, we play together again. Remember that love always wins and kindness prevails. And smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, and I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk next week. Be the star you are. Keep
thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are the star.